How are we doing? Welcome you that are on live stream. Glad that you joined us this morning. The Word of God will, I said it will affect your life if you will take it. Eat it like the food affects your body and feeds your body. That, that Word will feed your spirit and it will get you headed in the right direction. So we're glad that you joined us. Oh, okay, first of all, let me thank all of you. You had definitely surprised us and we had a ball. And we thank you all for your graciousness and all the gifts that you've given us. We do appreciate it, and we thank you uh, just that we can be a part of this body and do what God's called us to do. Janie X. Vaughn, okay. And I am going to be teaching. I am going to be teaching on lying and deceitfulness here. <laughs> no, we won't do that. Yeah, I've never figured out where that goes if you're trying to keep a secret for somebody. But anyhow, we won't worry about that. All right. We do know that the word's not a secret, is it? It needs to be put out there to people so that they can be saved. So let us pray and we'll get started. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you the glory, the honor, Lord. We thank you for the life that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, for the instruction, the wisdom, the understanding that we can walk in your ways, walk in your presence, walk in in the, the things that you've put before us, that you have given us everything that pertains to life and to godliness, Lord, not only in the spirit realm, but also in the material realm. And Lord, we just thank you. We give you the glory. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're here to teach us the word. You're here to give us revelation knowledge. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, and know that you are walking up and down the aisles with us this morning. You are in our very presence and in our midst. And we thank you and we praise you. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, the title is The King Rules and Reigns. And Pastor Bob's been touching on us uh, being respectful when we're in the service here because Jesus is actually here, okay? And it's no different than when he was sitting there and, and, and the, the older woman came in and put her money in there and he told the disciples that he was watching not what the people gave, but how they gave. Which tells us he can see far past the physical realm, okay? He can look right into our hearts and see, and it's very important that we, that we give him the honor that he is so richly deserving of, and that we don't get sloppy in our relationship with him. It's no different than a husband and a wife if they just neglect each other and get sloppy about it. It's not going to be a good ending. But, so it's important that we do that, and you need to know that there's a throne in your heart and Jesus needs to be on it. And it's things that we don't often think about because, I mean, I'm no different than any of you all, I'm sure, but you get up in Monday morning and you're ready to go to work and do what you need to do. And we do spend time in, in, in the Lord's presence to help us get going in the right direction. But if we're not careful, we need, you know, we get off and... and we need to do like Smith Wigglesworth done. Every 15 minutes, he would stop and check in with the Holy Ghost. That's what he would do. And, he got, and you know, it's nothing more than just discipline, but it is something we need to do because we need to lead that disciplined life so that we can be the, the people that he's called us to be. And I know nobody likes the word discipline because it's work. It is. But the word tells us the reward is well worth it. Amen whether it's in your physical body or your spiritual body or your soul, but it is, so it's important. All right, I was looking up kings, 
And they don't have a whole lot about a king and how the main thing that, that they said that a king establishes his kingdom the way he wants it run. And pretty much what he says goes. And if it doesn't, then heads will roll. Okay? And it's important that we know that. We live in this country, which is run by a bunch of people. We do have the one guy that's supposed to be in charge. But there's, there's filters that it goes through, and it's not like a king. A king says, head off. It's off. You know, put this one in jail for eternity. It's done. There's usually no questions asked unless there's a revolt in the kingdom, which usually he'll shut down because he controls the military. But we live in this society that we live in and this government that we live in, which we do know it is set up by God. And he set it up so we had some, so we had some uh, equality straight across the board so that we didn't get goofy like that. He didn't want kings for, for the children of Israel. He wanted judges for them. And actually the judges are the most important ones and they are the ones that... that watch over all that goes on, okay? Um, and of course, we had kings over the big kingdom, and then we had, they called them princes or kings, in a, in a divided kingdom that stepped on down, but you had the one that was in charge, okay? And we need to know that we have one king, he has called us to be kings and priests, and we are to rule and reign. But he has set his government in position so that we know how we are to rule and reign. And basically, it's like any other kingdom. It comes out the king's mouth, and Jesus has put it out his mouth. He's given us the whole book that that is how the kingdom is to run and is to be set up. And that's why... At this ministry, we're so adamant about teaching the word to the people so that you get a hold of that, and you do need to know that you're not a stone that somebody's going to kick to the curb. You're a king, and you need to rightly take your position. Not that we set ourselves above anybody else in the body of Christ because Jesus was the most humble person on the face of the earth, but he was the most powerful person on the face of the earth. And he walked as a man. I don't care what people say and or think. He walked as a man because it wouldn't be fair for God to send anything but a man to the earth to show us how to live the life that he's called us to live. He's given us all the authority. He told that to, to uh, Abraham back in the day. He said, you know what? Look up. Whatever you can see, you can have. So you see what you want in the word, you put it in your heart, and you let it out your mouth, and that's how we rule and reign. And we're going to go over some scriptures here, but we need to know that our life is in our hands. So for people to throw their hands up and say, I don't know what's going on, back up. What have you been thinking? What have you been saying? Are you letting things come out of your mouth that shouldn't be coming out of your mouth? Most likely you are. You know, if you really wanted to mess yourself up one day, just write down everything you say, and when you get home, read it, and then you'll know why you had either a good day or a bad day. Amen? Because our mouth does control our destiny. James talks about that. You know, you set, you set nature on its course with what comes out of your mouth. <clears throat> so decide your course at the beginning of the day, 
and make it a good one, and you'll have happy sailing. Amen? Let's go to Matthew 2. We're going to read run through 6, okay? And this is the season. Amen? We know that the because of all the nativities that are out, people are thinking about that. So it's a good opportunity to sow the word for people. Do I need to pull it up on my iPad? We might be here longer than we want to be. Okay, let me do it. What's that? Uh, it is Matthew 2, 1 through 6. I'm sorry. Matthew 2, 1 through 6. Okay. We know the story, right? Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, and in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and, and all of Jerusalem with him. <clears throat> Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, For this is what was written by the prophet. <clears throat> and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Well, then we see that Jesus was a king when he was born on the earth, wasn't he? Or they wouldn't have came. They were powerful men. The reason Jerusalem was so disturbed is because they had all the military with them. They had an army that followed him because of the, the riches that they were bringing to him. And we know Pastor Bob shared that with us. <clears throat> but we need to know that he was a king at birth. And you need to know that you are a king at rebirth. Okay? Time we got born again, you become a king. And then we need to learn about the kingdom. Okay? And we know when kings are born, and they, it goes down through the lineage. But the father trains them up on how to be a king and how the kingdom works and operates. Amen? And we do know that a good king will take counsel, okay, so that his kingdom will run smoothly. And that's what the Word of God is about for us, <clears throat> that we know, read, and understand what the Word says and put it into application. Because you can know everything you want, but if you don't put it into application, okay, I could be a great mechanic, but if I've never fixed a vehicle, I can tell you how to fix it, but I've never did it, you're going to be in trouble. You might be able to drive it when it's three years older than what it was when you brought it to me. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, and there again, we live in a country where we really don't understand about kings. We don't. And that's, that's, and that is why we need to learn what the Word of God says about that, okay? And it's no different than Pastor Bob. You know, he talks about going to another country. If you don't know and understand the laws, you're going to be in trouble. You need to know what the laws are over there so you don't break them and get put in jail. And, and it's important that we know how the kingdom works. And he's called us to be kings. We need to step up and put our throne on and go. 
We need to find out. It's no different than a new job that you go to school for, you know, what do nurses go two years, three years, four years, whatever. You know, other people go, lawyers go many years. But to do and practice what you're doing for your life, you need to know about it. And this far outweighs any kind of a nursing degree, any kind of a law degree, any kind of any degree. You need to know how to live in your life and be the king that he's called you to be. Amen. Because that will supersede anything that your job will do for you, money, anything otherwise. This will supersede it and will put you where you need to be. Amen. <clears throat> The king sets his kingdom, so you know what? Y'all might need to go home and sit down and, and get your pencil and paper and sit down and write what you don't like about your kingdom, what you do like, what you don't want, what you do want, and spend some time finding it in the Word of God and what the Word of God says about it. The Word of God is the truth about any kingdom, whether it's a good kingdom or a bad kingdom. Jesus addresses it both. And it's, and it's uh, you know, there again, the devil don't like us. It's, it's not a newsflash. He'll never like you, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so there's nothing we can do, but we do need to maintain and be who God's called us to be. Amen? And our king is not like those that lived previously. Our king does not inflict anything on us, harm or anything else. He's just a king to bless us. <clears throat> and I don't know that any other king ever gave his life for his kingdom in the way that ours did. Some might have died in battle, but none died the way ours did. And he did that for us. And you know what? <laughs> Bottom line, when all the other kingdoms are gone, his is going to be here. Let's take a look at Luke 17, 20 and 21. Luke 17, 20 and 21. <clears throat> Get up there by the time I get it. I got 2017. 20 and 21. Okay. It says, it's talking about the coming of the kingdom. It says, now when he was just talking about Jesus, now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation or it's something you're not going to be able to see with your natural eyes. We know that. We know that Jesus said, you're blinded until you get born again. You can't see into the kingdom or see up the kingdom. It does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. And that is the key, that is the key for the kingdom, and it's the key to know that one, you're a spiritual being, but that kingdom does reside in you. It resides in you, and that's something that, you know, and we teach and teach and teach about be God inside minded. In other words, we need to focus on where the throne is of our heart and focus who's sitting on that throne and give him the honor and respect. I mean, you know, it's no different in treating when you're out and you say something to people, and I do it periodically. I try not to do it all the time, but you say something, not necessarily you cuss them out, but you say something that might offend somebody. And, you know, if you're, if you're in tune with God, you'll know right then. <laughs> 
you need to apologize, okay? Just, just apologize for it. But we need to know that the kingdom is on the inside. It's in you, and we must give attention, okay? This is the new kingdom that we live in. We live in the United States. That's where we abide physically, but that's not where our life is, okay? We should reside in the kingdom where our life is, which is in the kingdom of God. Because um, you know what? We changed citizenship when you got born again. Granted, I live in the United States in my physical body. I'm a, I'm a United States citizen. But other than that, I, it goes far above that because that, this other kingdom is far above the United States. Amen? <clears throat> and we need to function as a citizen of this kingdom. And sometimes people, you know, and we know, we know some of them that, you know what, they go to church and they're born again but they never really enter into the kingdom, okay? Not that Disney's a favorite place of mine anymore, but when you first went to Disney, you used to go in, you'd pay to get in, and you'd get there, and the t boat would take you across the lake, and then you stop. But then you had to get your tickets to go see everything, you know? You get born again to get into the kingdom, but then you need to get into the Word and get the wisdom and the understanding to know what it's all about, how to operate in it, and know who you are in the kingdom. Amen? The other thing about God's kingdom is it's not tiered like any other kingdom. His kingdom goes straight across with everybody. Everybody's on an equal plane, and it goes straight across. So for people to think they're better than anybody else, they have a misunderstanding of the kingdom. Okay? I guess you could relate that to our government nowadays, but... We won't go there. How's that? <laughs> Let's take a look at Daniel, see what Daniel had to say about this. <clears throat> Dan I'm sorry, I better tell you where we're going, right? Daniel 7, 13 and 14. I know you guys can see, keep a secret, but I, I know you can't read my mind, so we're good. This is Daniel. He says, I kept looking into the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming. And he came up to the ancient of days and was presented before me. Did I say 14? Okay. It's kind of like texting, right? Huh? Okay. That's fine. Let me get there. I don't go into Daniel very much. I've got to find it. Is it there now? Okay. <laughs> and it says, And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. It cannot be destroyed. Amen. It cannot be destroyed. That's what gives our country hope because our country is based upon his word. All right? Micah prophesied that also. He is our king. Has anybody ever seen him in the physical? I don't think we have, have we? Some people have seen him, but it's usually in the spiritual, and they're, they're in some kind of a uh, different place. <clears throat> we haven't seen him in the physical face-to-face, -face, but... He's closer than that. See, he's living on the inside of us. And we need to be 
again, more God inside-minded. Be attentive that He does live on the inside of us. And there again, it, it takes discipline. It takes discipline. Usually when we do that is when we're up to our neck in alligators, okay? So when we <laughs> or we're in a situation, right? <laughs> or we need something that we can't produce, then we get real close, which is which is not a real good thing to do, okay? It would be better to be close to the friend and they say, Here, I got what you need, rather than, hey, can you come over here and spend some time with me? I need something. <laughs> Amen. So, yes, he's closer. It says he's closer than a brother, I believe, doesn't it? What the word tells us. But that's important that we know that, that he is so close to us. He knows your thoughts. That might be something you want to think about. <laughs> it scares me sometimes, but <laughs> that he knows our thoughts. And it says that he can even look into the intents of our heart, which is really, that really could get scary if you sit and thought about it. But you know what? The Word is what cleans us up. The Word is what puts us in that place that we can because He tells us, you know, and Pastor Bob shared, I think a couple weeks ago, talking about, you know what? You had to have, be directed to come to the throne of the King. Ours tells us, come in anytime. Come boldly. In other words, don't be afraid to come. Come boldly. It's a different kind of throne. It talks, I know it talks about uh, uh, kings in, in Proverbs about, you know, if you go in at a certain time, you need to be scared, but not into the throne room of our king. Amen. We can go into our king's throne room and be welcomed. In fact, he actually desires you to come in to that throne room. And he says, bring your requests and make them known. But don't run in and say, I need this. I need to go in and spend time and, and talk to him. Spend time with him and fellowship with him. Amen. He probably has more people in his kingdom and is probably, I'm not going to say more lonely, but he is probably lonely for a lot of them that don't come. Amen. Amen. So it is important that we spend time with him because he has... He's given it all for us. You know, people say, well, he died on the cross for me. Back it up. He was born. He lived a sinless life. You, you Call me if you live sinless one day, okay? I want to know. Just call me and let me know. He lived 33, 33 and a half years sinless. He gets up the next day. I got to be sinless. He knew what he had to do. And he knew who he was, but it was more important that the glory that the Lord set before him was us, which if you think about it, that's a little crazy, isn't it? Look at, look at the motley crew that he has, and that was the glory that the Father set before him because of the love of the Father. Amen? And that's the love of our King, that we need to know that. Amen. Matthew 4, verses 1 through 10, and then 17. All right. It says, let me give that again to you. Matthew 4, 1 through 10, and then verse 17. It says, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. We all know this. 
And after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. Who wouldn't, right? And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, This is written, A man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, On the other hand, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said to him, go, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. 17. We know from that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's just given us the example on how to operate our kingdom. You're going to have temptation. You're going to have things come at you. But he's given us exactly what we needed to know, that that word of God will quench everything that comes at you. But there's one little catch to it. It's got to be alive on the inside of you. And if we don't get it and meditate on it and get it deposited in us, see, that came up out of him. I don't think he had to spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. He had spent 30 years putting it in him. And it came up in awe to him, I'll bet you instantaneously, and it probably knocked the devil backwards, and he did it three times. We know there's only three, three types of sins, but he did it three times, and that's how we need to operate our, in our kingdom. That's why we have laws in the United States. People do things that they shouldn't. They go and have a talk with them and either put them in jail or they figure out why they did or didn't do it. Amen? Kingdom op operation. We live in a vocal kingdom. If you don't get vocal, you're not going to control your kingdom. A king rules and he reigns and he does it by what comes out of his mouth. And it's important that we know and operate in and how the kingdom works. And it's important, and that's why it is so important that we read, that we meditate, that we get those things alive so uh, we had an old friend of ours that was a Chevrolet parts, parts man, and we, he didn't even need to look in his book anymore. He had it, I'm sure if they opened his head up at, at an autopsy, they'd have found a Chevrolet parts book in his head and it just rolled wherever he needed it to go, and he could, spit, he could spit it out to you. I mean, he just knew it, and that's how we need to know the Word of God. Okay? And it's important that we do so that we can. We need to learn the laws, and we need to speak the laws. Enforce the laws that we put into force in our kingdom. We are in a, our own little kingdom. You can't step in somebody else's kingdom and take over. That's not how it works. Amen? You need to enforce it in your kingdom. Then if they need help, it's no different in the olden days. This king would go to this king. Hey, I got these people attacking me. Can you come and help me? Then we join forces. That's called corporate prayer. 
Amen? And we know that works. Amen? We do it here all the time. And we live the kingdom life and we walk in the freedom that Jesus came to give us. He don't want anybody under somebody's thumb. We have freedom. He wasn't under God's thumb. He had given himself to the Father. <clears throat> and people say, well, he was a son. He never once stated that he was the son of God, I don't believe. If he did, it was only once. <clears throat> Any other time, he was the son of man. Amen? People said he was a son of God. The demons knew who he was. They knew. But people pretty much didn't. Because they even said, didn't they? They said, who is this? Son of Joseph, the carpenter? So... I don't know how good Jesus pounded a nail, but I'm sure it was probably sufficient to make a living until he got out on his own, right? <laughs> Let's take a look at Hebrews 1, 1 through 14. <clears throat> Hebrews 1, 1 through 14. We're going to talk about God, God is, and this is part of God establishing his kingdom, okay? It says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. And when he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you, and again I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. And they will perish, but you will remain. And they will become old like a garment. And like a mantle, you will roll them up like a garment. They will also be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? So all of that, you know what? We're not going anyplace, kids. We're going to be with him. He's going to live forever. We're going to live forever. And we're going to be because we've put our life in him. But that's establishing how the kingdom, how the kingdom is and how it works, okay? And because of how it works, uh, who he is. That he has given us ministering angels. You know, if we don't put our angels to work, they don't have anything to do. Um, we don't want them on unemployment. We hate unemployment. 
But no, we need, and that's part of knowing how the kingdom operates. It's part of being a king. You know, yeah, you have people in charge of different areas of your kingdom, but you need to know that they know what you want. And it's important that we know whether it's in, you know, whether it's in doing things for yourself in the physical, you know, it tells us that we are the shrine, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, okay? We know the body's the shrine, and we know that our spirit's the temple, and we got the soul stuck in there. But we need to deal with every part of our body. We're a three-part being. If you need healing, you need to know what the kingdom says about healing. If you need finances, you need to know what it says about finances. The king knows all these things. And then as far as the spiritual goes, if you come here enough, you know, you know plenty. Amen? And it's important that we deal with ourselves according to kingdom laws and how God has set it up. And we need to get more into that and less into worrying about what's going on in our political realm, okay? I do know God is in control. He's not going to let our country go down the chute because it is his country and because we are here and because we are in the kingdom. We have kingdom business. We've got a lot of people to get saved. We need the money to get them saved. He's going to provide that. He's not going to tell us to go out and get a second job so you can get a few more people saved. No, he will provide whatever we need. And it's us taking and putting our, our getting rid of the anxiety and rolling all that over on the Lord. He is going to take care of that. Yeah, you need to do your part. You need to get out and vote. You need to know who to vote for. You need to understand who's doing what and where and whatever. But we need to do our part. We need to do our part for the body of Christ. But we need to do our part as a citizen in the United States. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's important. It is important. I know I'm not going to get done. I sat too long, I guess, and read too much, but it was interesting. Anyhow, let's go to Hebrews 6, 1 through 13. Hebrews 6, 1 through 13. <clears throat> he says, Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Of instruction about washings and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. And then have fallen away. It is impossible to renew them again to the repentance. Since they again crucify to themselves the Son of God. And put him to an open shame. For ground that drinks the rain which often falls on it. And brings forth vegetation useful to those whose, whose sake it is also tilled. Receives a blessing from God. But, it, 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 but if it yields thorns and thistles. It is worthless and closed to being cursed, close to being cursed, and it ends up being burned. But, beloved, we are convinced of better things concerning you. I'm glad he put that in there. And things that accompany salvation, though we are speaking in this way, for God is not unjust, so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name, 
in having ministered and in still ministering to the saints. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end. So that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could not swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Amen. So we see what it's all about, don't we? That we do not get sluggish or get sloppy about our relationship with the Lord. That he wants us to step on into, and we know, I think Peter goes into it, that we, he wants us to partake of what he's given us, but he wants it because he wants to put his character and his nature in us so that we can show them, just like it said back in the first part of Hebrews, his expressed glory and, and the beauty of him was expressed in Jesus, okay? Not in his physical body, but in who he was in his actions and the things that he cared about people. And I'm sure some people did see it. I think Nicodemus saw it, okay? But he just wants us to take a step up, come up a notch. He wants us to come up with him. And I'm way down the ladder right now, so but we're working on it, okay? We'll grab the next rung and we'll get going. But it's, it's doing that and it's doing the word and knowing how to operate within our kingdom, which blesses his kingdom. That's all it does. You take your kingdom and you run it the way he said, and it will profit his kingdom because he still is king of kings and lord of lords. And that's something we need to know. There, there will never be anyone to ever get close to him. And we need to know that, and, and that needs to be before us. I mean, he's got a plan for each and every one of us. Gosh, I wish we could get all on it and walk it perfectly because he would, he would be back quickly if we could do that. But, you know, that's just part of us being in this body. But it's spending the time and taking the time to spend with him. And, you know, no different me and Pastor Yolan going off. We don't get a lot of time together. So this week coming up, it's going to be a good week because we're going to get to spend time. And I promised her I'd shut my phone off to work. So that within itself, she'll like. I could do that here and make her happy. You know what? I had 15, so I left off two scriptures. Let's go. I, I, it was my writing again. It gets me in trouble. Go to 14, and then we'll do 14 and 15. Saying, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply you. And so, having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. Abraham obtained the promise. He was the father of faith. We know that. He was our example. Did he make mistakes? I thought he made quite a few there. You know, yeah. when, you know when, you, when you tell the king your wife is your sister, and then he comes and grabs her, and I'm thinking, what the heck is that about? But anyhow, it must have been something back in the day. That's the same thing King David did, right? But that's why I know God loves us. Because you can go back, and he shows you the reality of people. He shows you the, their faults. And it's not that we need to, you know, worry about them, but we need to concentrate on his love and his forgiveness. And, you know, outside of what we do, he still loves us and he still died for us and he wants us to step on up. You know, after, after all that David done, he said, he's a man after my own hearts. So just get chasing after his heart and you'll be good. Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11, 3. 
says, by faith, we, is that right? I'm sorry, starting one. I apologize, that was my mistake. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the men of old gained approval. And by faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Okay, we can stop right there. But these are the kings of old that had taken the word of God and they had formed history with his word. And it says that, where was it in two? You know what? Can you put that in King James for me, or New King James, and run it back through there again, one through three? Sometimes the new interpretations don't help us. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Two is the one I'm wanting to go to. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Amen. That, is, that, that will obtain you a good testimony. But we go on to see that through that, they set nature on its course for the kingdom of God so that it could go where it wanted it to. And we know that it's, it's not him creating the worlds, it's the ages in, in the history and the societies that the word of God had put on its course. Okay? Um, and it says they obtained a good testimony because of it. So that's all we need to do is what we've been called to do. And it goes on to the end of that chapter and it says that they will not be completed until we're done with what we're doing. So we need to be as faithful as they were to finish, finish it up so that they can receive what God has for them. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go to Revelations 5, 10, and I think that I'll give you the rest of these scriptures if we don't get any further, but <clears throat> Revelations 5, 10, and it says, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth, okay? It's not in the by and by. It's right now, people. It's right now. We need to rule and reign. One, our country needs it, but most importantly, but the world needs it also. Okay? There's people going to hell out there every day, and God doesn't like it. Okay? And beings were his body. We need to do the work, but, and you know what to do. Okay? The Holy Ghost will tell you what to do. I'm not saying you need to start a worldwide ministry. You just need to do what he tells you to do. Amen? Whether it's the person next door or whatever. So, the day we received Jesus is when we became a king, and that is when we were supposed to rule and reign. So, you know, and that's when you get hungry, once you find out what God has for you, you get hungry for that. And you get hungry to please him, and that is important, okay? And we just have to learn how, no different than what I said about jobs. If you're going to get a new job, you need to learn how to do the job. You know? I don't want somebody cooking my food that has done nothing but swapped hogs all his life, okay? I don't think that's going to turn out real good. 
I want somebody that knows how to prepare food so that it tastes good and it's healthy for you. Tastes good and kills you, it's no good either. <laughs> okay. We are in the king, and that's why we are taught. So we have his words in us. Amen. We have his words in us. That's his kingdom between those pages. And it's no different than any other kingdom that's been set up. It's been set up by words. It's been set up by a king. And then he rules and reigns and watches over it. So, you know, we're getting to the end of our kingdom. It's not going to end, though. The kingdom that we live in is going to go on forever. All this other stuff in the natural might fade away, but we're not going to fade away. So, and the older you get, the more you're going to want to hear that. Because we're all going to face the day whether we just meet. I want to meet him in the air, be honest with you. But you know what? If I don't, I know I'll meet him when I leave my body. Yeah. But it's important. I, I want to. One, I want to see a smile on his face, which he probably smiles at everybody, but I do want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear, like Pastor Bob says, well. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, let's, uh, you know, let's meditate on some of these things that the Word tells us about this, and, and let's get our kingdoms in order. Amen. So we can be pleasing to God, so that He's, uh, you know, I think it says... Um, that we will, 2 Timothy, I think, 13, it says that we will rule with him, but we want to rule with him. It says if we deny him, he will deny us, but we do want to rule with him. Amen? Everybody like to be on the winning team, don't they? I always did. Wasn't always on the winning team, but I always wanted to be on the winning team, so, but we're on the winning team. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you've chosen us to be kings that we can rule and reign with our Lord and our Savior and our King, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, as we put these things into operation. We do know that you are sitting there on the edge of your seat to perform your word on our behalf. And, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you back our kingdom with your kingdom. And we praise you. We give you, Lord, and we, we thank you. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you all are on live stream, if you'll take all that that's been shared with you, put it into your life, it will bless you. And if you would like to give into the ministry, if it has blessed you, go to you should be on our website, www.newlifefamilyworship.net. There's a donate button. You can go on that. Hit that. It will give you directions. And you can sow, give, and uh, we will send you a tax-deductible receipt. And as always, we believe and pray over our partners giving that it will be multiplied back to you in the abundance that God deals with you in. So again, thank you for joining us. All the rest of you, you know what to do. We are going to either put a tithe or an offering or both in, and we know that God has promises attached. The tithe, he opens up the windows of heaven. Whoo, boy. That was exciting when we first heard that. Not only does he do that, but he opens them windows. And then he, he stops the devourer. He rebukes him for our sake so that you can't be stolen from. If you're getting stolen from, you need to take that word and stick it right in the devil's face. He can't steal from you. Amen? We don't allow stealing in this, in this kingdom. Amen? 
Amen. But uh, anyhow, so Father, we thank you for the opportunity to sow. Lord, we thank you, Lord. You have attached your blessings and your promises to it. We give you the glory, Lord, and we thank you that you've set us in this place, that you are, Lord Jesus, you are an oh-so-gracious king, and it is an honor and a privilege to serve you. We thank you for it in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He's got a birthday coming up, too. <laughs>